Praise the Lord. I want to request the choir that we sing that song. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Let us all stand and join that song as we sing together.
lift your voice and just worship the Lord in that song. There is nothing that can cleanse your soul. There is nothing that can set you free. There is nothing that can bring healing except the blood of Jesus. I do not know how you see yourself in the presence of the Lord. Just worship the Lord. Just give thanks to the Lord for the cross. Give thanks to the Lord for the cross. If it was not for the cross, you would not be here. If it was not by the, for the cross, you would not be healed. If it was not for the cross, there would be no life. If it was not for the cross, all of us would be gone. Just give thanks to the Lord for the cross. At the cross, there is healing. At the cross, there is power. At the cross, there is victory. At the cross, there is life. At the cross, there is purpose. At the cross, there is destiny. At the cross, there is everything. At the cross, there is family. At the cross, there is life. At the cross, there is mighty power. At the cross is everything that you need. Just worship the Lord for the cross. Lord, thank you for the cross. Thank you for the cross that at the moment when we ask what can wash away our sins, nothing but the blood of Jesus. That blood that flowed on the cross, that blood, blood that flowed on Calvary, that blood that cleanses us, that blood that washes us, that blood that heals us, that blood that sanctifies us. There is no other blood that can wash the sin of humanity except the blood of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the cross. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for the cross. We want to dedicate this time before you, Lord. We dedicate our lives before you, our Father. We surrender to you this evening, Lord. We give you thanks. We give you thanks. We are here because of the cross. Some of us would have lost everything. We have had testimonies without the cross. Edison would not have come out. Without the cross, there are many of us who would not be here. But because of the cross, we are healed. And therefore, we give glory to the Lord. We testify to the goodness of the Lord because of the cross. The cross at Calvary achieved what we are today. Hallelujah. Give a mighty hand clap to the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Praise be to the Lord. Praise be to the Lord. Let's take our seats. This afternoon, uh, we are looking at, at the topic, the cross, a place of healing. The cross, a place of healing. And from this is from Isaiah chapter 53. And I'm going to read from Isaiah 53 from verses 1 to 5. It says, who has believed what he has heard from us? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? For he grew up before him like a young plant, and like a root out of dry ground. He had no form or majesty that we should look at him, and no beauty that we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And as one from whom men hide their faces, he was despised. We esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. He was crushed for our iniquities. 
Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his stripes we are healed. Praise be to the Lord. Amen. Amen. Friends, this evening, many times as we think about our own lives, every other time we think about what can I do to be healed? What is it that I can do with my life? And many times we think about the physical healing. And many times we have used this scripture, by his stripes we are healed. And when we talk about it, we talk about this scripture most of the time as we pray for people that are sick. And we pray that by his stripes we shall be healed. And we claim that. And the Lord graciously has healed us. But friends, I want us to take just time to understand what is it that God is talking about? What is this type of healing that God is talking about in relation to the children of Israel? When you look at the children of Israel right from the beginning, when you look at the uh, the, the book of, of Leviticus, the children of Israel sinned against God. Look at Leviticus. When you look at chapter 16 of the book of Leviticus, you look at the day of atonement. And when you look at the day of atonement, it was a day when the sins of people were atoned for. And just a few verses, you can take time and read that whole scripture and finish it. The chapter 16 and more other chapters. Verse 21 of chapter 16. And Aaron shall slay both his hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the iniquities of the people of Israel and all their sins, all their transgressions and all their sins. And he shall put them on the head of the goat and send it away into the wilderness by the hand of a man who is in readiness. This is what used to happen on a day of atonement when people were afflicted by sin. When people had sinned against God, there was no other way to atone for sin. People needed healing, not because they were physically sick, but they were spiritually sick. And friends, we all know that when you're spiritually sick, you're going to be physically sweet. And when you are spiritually healed, you're also going to be physically healed. And Aaron lay his hand, both his hands on the life God and confessed the sins. Now, friends, you see what used to trouble people. This is a life God. And they are laying hands on it. And you're confessing all like I could be the priest here. Aaron was the priest. And the goat is here at the altar. And I'm laying both my hands on this goat. And I'm saying, God, forgive Edison for ABCD. God, forgive John for ABCD. God, forgive Betty for ABCD. And I confess all your sins on the head of this goat. This is how life was. And so you put in the God shall bear all the iniquities on itself to a remote area. And he shall let the God go free in the wilderness. The God will take off and go into the wilderness. It is carrying the sins of everybody. 
and it goes into the wilderness. So the priest had this duty to make sure that you take on the sin of the congregation. You take on the sin of the people. You take on the sin of the family members. And then you lay your hands on this God and then the God takes off into the wilderness. Which means it is disappearing with the sins of people. But did the people stop sinning? No. They did not stop sinning. And the priest kept doing that every other time the people sinned. And the priest kept sacrificing every other time the people sinned. The children of Israel continued in sin. When you look at Isaiah chapter 1, God is complaining about the children of Israel. He says, verse 5 of chapter 1, of Isaiah, he says, why will you still be struck down? Why will you continue to rebel? The whole head is sick and the whole heart faint. From the sole of the foot to the head, there is no soundness in it but bruises and sores and raw wounds. They are not pressed out or bound or softened with oil. Now, when you talk about that, you could be looking at the physical sores that are being physically seen. But what Isaiah is talking about is that people had sinned and they were sick. People were sick. There was no soundness in them. He says they were rebels. They had turned away from the Lord. The whole head is sick and the whole heart is faint. You know what he's saying is that when you look at people, yes, you see people, but there is no soundness in them. You know, friends, there are places you sit and you look at human beings and you wonder whether there is any soundness in them. They look sick. They do not understand what Christ achieved for us. They do not understand their destiny. They do not understand their purpose for living. So when we talk about a sick person, a person who requires healing, and when we bring the cross in the context of healing, we are saying that the person who does not know the power and the purpose of the cross is a sick person. And they need healing. A person who continuously thrives in sin and does not understand that they are actually perishing, that person is sick. A person who holds grudges in his life to the extent that he's only waiting to burst, that person is sick. You know, friends, you can carry even your father Many times children carry their fathers and mothers in their heart. They are just waiting to burst. And you say, I will never forgive that man. I will never forgive that woman. They are your parents. You have to forgive them. And if you do not do, then you are sick. You are sick. Just compare a time when you were so angry. When you are so angry, you fail to breathe. They can actually put you on oxygen. You fail to breathe. You are sick. You are sick. So when we are talking about the cross, a place for healing, we are saying that humanity, human beings, us, we have sinned against God and we need the cross. We need the power of the cross in our lives. We have no soundness. We are bruised. 
Isaiah says the wounds seem to be very raw. There is nobody that has ever touched them. You know, friends, you can be moving, but there is a wound in your heart that nobody has ever touched. It is bleeding every day. Have you ever felt sometimes that you cough and you feel the smell of blood in your mouth? Some of our wounds, when we are moving, we feel that smell of blood in our mouth. I feel like there is this wound, it has been bleeding for years, and I've never taken trouble. It's not healing. You've never bothered about touching that wound to heal it. When you sit in a church and someone is about to touch that wound, you tell your ears to close. And you tell yourself that one, no, don't go there. Don't, just don't go there. I have seen people that you want to pray for, and they tell you, Reverend, don't just mention that. Leave it at that. We'll talk another day. And a person walks away. Because there is something bleeding, and you do not know that is a time bomb that is going to kill you. You are sick, and you need healing. There is no way you can go to hospital, and they tell you that you have an, you have an internal bleeding, and you are saying, I will come back tomorrow for treatment. Friends, you are bleeding internally. You can't come back tomorrow for treatment. This tonight, friends, there is someone here who has been having internal bleeding for years. And you are not bothered about it. I want to assure you are going to die because you are very sick. So when we talk about a place for healing, don't look at your physical being and you see yourself very well structured. You see yourself looking beautiful. You see yourself looking handsome. You are very well dressed. It is impossible to be well dressed and you're sick. You need healing. So the cross as a place of healing. It is a place of healing because people are sick. And that is why in Isaiah chapter 1, verse 18, he says, Come, let us reason together, says the Lord. Though you are scissors like, uh, like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red as crimson, they shall be like wool. If you are willing and obedient, you shall eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you shall be eaten by the sword. If you keep your disease and nurse it, and nurture it. <laughs> you know, there's people, we live in sin, but you don't even want that sin to be touched. When we tell you you are cohabiting, you're just standing on a time bomb, you're like, aha, mm, you don't talk about it. After all, others are also doing it. You are an individual that Christ wants to heal today. It's not about others huh? doing it. Someone asks you a question, but Reverend, you're talking about that person. How am I going to survive? God did not create you to depend on sin for survival. God has a reason and a destiny for each one of you. It's not dependence on sin that you're going to survive through sin. You are killing yourself steadily until you die completely. But God is speaking to us this evening and he's saying you can pull out of it. You can have a time to reason with the Lord. 
Friends, we are in a season of Lent, and by next Sunday, we are transitioning into Holy Week. And as we transition into Holy Week, we are looking at a Savior on the cross. We are looking at Jesus walking the journey to the cross. We are looking at Jesus suffering in pain and reaching Good Friday. We see the crucifixion of Jesus. And we are looking at that cross and it seems like this is a film that I have watched for many years. You don't care about it. You no longer, the bleeding and the pain of Jesus on the cross, we have become so immune that that bleeding no longer affects our mind at all. It's like any other movie that you have watched and you watch it over and over and even when you find people watching it, you are not moved. It is okay. It is well. It's just like any other movie, friends. The one for Christ is not like any other movie. It is a power to transform lives. That blood did not flow on the cross for nothing. That is the only blood that washes us from sin. Hallelujah. It's the only blood that heals us. There is no other blood that will ever heal us. That is the blood of Jesus. And so the film of Jesus is not like any other movie. It is life. It is life. Since 1982, when I gave my life to Jesus, because of the long nail, that nail troubles me up to today. That nail compels me to repent until today. I got saved because of that nail. I could not behold that nail until today, friends. I look at that nail and I wonder that sinless human being who died for a sinner like me. And I cannot stay comfortable in sin. Why? Because the sinless God died for a sinful woman like me. And for that, I have a reason to give thanks to the Lord. Hallelujah. And so when you look at Isaiah 53, he says, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. You know, he has borne our griefs. Our griefs. You know, he talks about him carrying our grief. He's carrying our sorrows. He's carrying our transgression. He's carrying our iniquity. He was beaten because of us. And friends, that is the place for healing. When you look at a man of sorrows, carrying your sorrows and your pain, when he's not supposed to be in sorrow, when he's supposed to be in the heavenly glory rejoicing, but he comes down simply because the blood of animals has not been able to wash your sin sufficiently. And he says, I want to come down and I want to lay my life here once and for all that the goats and the cows and everything will be no more sacrificed for the cleansing of sin because my blood has done it once and for all. Hallelujah. He becomes the priest and he also becomes the sacrifice. He offers himself to the cross. 2 Peter chapter 2 verse 24 says, and he himself bore our sins in his body on the cross that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. He bore our sins in his body. Friends, he went to the cross. What was beaten on the cross was your sin and my sin. That is why he carried it. That 
that is why he received all the beating, all the beating that you and I could have received because of sin. Jesus took it up. That is why, friends, you see the stripes, you see him being struck, you see him crying, you see him bleeding. Why is he bleeding? It's because he took away the pain that you would have suffered, friends. He took that pain and he suffered for me and he suffered for you. He bore our sins in his body on the cross that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. Dying to sin is receiving life. You know, friends, dying to sin means you look at yourself and say, Christ, you really died for me. I can no longer carry this sin. It's not mine. You know, you cast your burdens to him. And that is why he says, come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. He's saying that sin that you're carrying, you're laboring for nothing. I like this illustration of this woman who is being given a lift because she has a heavy luggage. And she enters into the car and sits with her luggage on her head. Saying, if I put my luggage down, it's going to be stolen. And she sits in the car and carries her luggage. And the driver looks behind and says, woman, I wanted you to take off that luggage so that you, I, I, the, the lift is because I want you to put down that luggage. And the woman says, no. And what happens? He says, okay, get out. And he gets out and he vomits blood and he dies. Why? When she was offered the lift, she chose to carry her burdens on her head. No, friends, there are many of us that are going to go to hell like that. Because we've been offered the opportunity. We've been offered the opportunity that Christ has actually carried the luggage. He has given you a lift. But some of us, instead of offering the luggage and saying, Christ, now that you've lifted me, let me put this luggage on you. You are carrying it on your head every day. Every day. You can't repent. You can't do anything. You are living in sin. You are... There is someone I was talking to, and I was telling her friends, you friend, you need to get out of this. He said, but you know, I can't get out of it. <laughs> you have to make a decision to run away from sin. It is a decision that you make to run away from sin. You cannot complain. You cannot stand the fire is burning. Have you ever seen little children? A little child moves, and when the heat gets so much, they stand and begin crying. They can't move their legs. They stand and they begin crying until you go and carry them. They are crying and yet they know the best thing to do is to get out of the heat which is burning their legs. But for us human beings, we get in the middle of the fire and we stand there and you burn naturally and you are seeing yourself burning and you are excusing yourself. You are telling yourself, I must burn. I can't get out of the fire. Friends, I want to tell you, you are sick. And some of us have chosen, you know, when, when you talk to someone and they, they keep telling you, I am tired of this life. I just want to deal with it. Deal with it. How did you create yourself? <laughs> you know, friends, there are many times I have told people to go and hunger themselves and they haven't. 
Yes, because if you tell me you want to kill yourself, I will help you go and do what? Kill yourself. If you created that life, then you have power to destroy it. But if you did not create it, you don't have the power to destroy it. And that is why when we tell them, go kill yourself, they don't kill themselves. But what is the problem? You're sick, you need healing. You need healing. All you need is to repent. You know, some of us, the things that make us commit suicide, it is sin. It is sin that we have refused to deal with, that we've refused to repent. And sometimes we say someone is giving me hard time. When they are giving you hard time, surrender them to the Lord and let them go with their hard time. Because you know where to go. The cross is the place for healing, friends. And I want to pray that tonight you are not going to carry that baggage and take it back. You are not, you're going to bring that baggage to the Lord and surrender it to the Lord. I want to mention this, friends, that disease is not sin, but a consequence of sin. There are times when you feel so diseased in your body and it is a consequence of sin. I want to tell you this, that disease or, or sickness does not interfere with our fellowship with God. But sin interferes with our relationship with God. Have you ever gone to see someone, they are very sick, and the moment you begin to sing Tukutendereza, they raise up their hands. Why? They are sick, but they have a relationship with God. Actually, they are healed. Because sometimes, after you have prayed with them, they will close their eyes and rest. Hallelujah. That is healing. <laughs> You know, friends, sometimes it doesn't seem to be healing. You know, I, 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 always, I always keep asking God for this one thing. That God is going to give me my years to leave them in full. And one day I will get out and preach the gospel. And after preaching the gospel, I will go to my bed and lie down and rest and go to eternal glory. I don't want to suffer with the sickness. I want to rest a hundred years when I'm living, and now I get out trying to walk very slowly. And I, and, and I sit, either I sit, or I'm able to stand and preach the gospel, and people give their lives to Christ, and people begin to think, maybe she's tired, but I'm going to eternal glory. Hallelujah. That is what I want to see. Because there is healing. There is a soul that has been healed by the gospel. And therefore, after doing the work that God has assigned to me, then I can go back and say, God, it is all done. I want to go to eternal glory. Praise the Lord. At one time, you will go, but you cannot go to eternal glory, friends, when you are sick. You need healing. And when you allow the Lord to heal you spiritually, the Lord will heal you physically. <laughs> Friends, many times we come to God as if God is an ATM for medicine. You come to God because something is going on wrong with you. You want it to go, but you never want to give your life to Jesus. <laughs> So the Lord wants to heal you spiritually, wants to deal with that sin. And when the Lord deals with that sin, some of us will naturally get healed. 
One day we went to see a lady who had been down, lying down, totally down for two years. She was actually also expecting, but for two years she was carrying the pregnancy and yet lying on the ground. When we got this lady, the first thing we asked her is whether she knew Jesus as her Lord and Savior and said, mm -mm, I don't like it. We told her, you know what? You need Jesus. We shared the gospel and she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. And when she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior, then we, we began to pray for her healing. The spiritual healing must happen before you seek the physical. We do not run around everywhere for miracles. No. Jesus is a miracle worker. And the greatest miracle that he can do in your life is to heal you spiritually so that you know him personally as Lord and Savior. Friends, let's not look for miracles everywhere. You look for miracles, you want money, you want cars, you want houses, you want everything. You want God to dish out a one-off and you buy a car. Then you go back to him, a one-off and you buy. <laughs> God doesn't do that. <laughs> Come to the Lord. Give your life to the Lord. Receive the eternal healing. And once you receive the eternal healing, then you wait for the external. Those are blessings that the Lord gives to his children. Those that have accepted him as Lord and Savior. The Lord pours his love and blessings upon them because they have given their lives to him. Hallelujah. We led this woman to Christ. After leading her to Christ, we prayed for her. The demon had no power to resist because the person had already surrendered to Christ. And the moment the demon cried out, this woman sat up straight. Praise the Lord. A week later, she gave birth. Friends, that is healing. Healing begins with your internal person, the inner person. And when the inner person gets healed, then the physical person also gets healed. Christ did not die to heal your sickness. Christ died to heal your sin. Amen? Christ died to heal your sin. And when your sin is healed... Then he deals with the sickness. And the way he deals with the sickness, he either gives you physical healing or he takes you to eternal glory. Hallelujah. <laughs> yes. Does the both of them are healing? You know, sometimes you begin to question God, where are you? Where, 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 where are you when my dad died? But you know, after your dad receiving the eternal healing, the Lord rested them into eternal glory. And that comes, friends, until you receive the inner healing. You can never understand that the healing that the Lord offers is different from what we have asked for. Praise be to the Lord. I have shared this testimony that when my father was in Isambia Hospital in ICU, we were down praying, and then this phone call rang. 
and we picked the phone. They said, are you Rebecca? We want you in ICU. I rushed because we had bought medicine and I thought they wanted the medicine. When I reached there, behold, my dad had rested. I looked around and I said, but God, I was praying. What didn't I do? I was praying. But later I realized that he had rested. I was praying so that he can receive eternal healing. Friends, many times we pray and the Lord's will has to prevail over our will. The cross, a place for healing. We cannot understand that healing until we know the cross. He says, but he was wounded for our transgression, crushed for our iniquities. Friends, when we talk about iniquity, <laughs> it is deeper than when we talk about sin. It is deeper. Some of us have carried iniquities eh? <laughs> from our forefathers, our grandparents, and everything. And iniquity is like if they opened, opened your life, you're like a can of worms. If they opened. Have you ever seen people when you step on their leg, eh? Just mere stepping, they open a can of worms and they will pour it on you within two minutes. And you're like, hey, so you were covering it up. We need healing. If you are such a person that nothing actually touches you and you don't fire up and you just make it, you need healing. Some people have this kind of anger and you are like, oh God. I think he, the, the God for Jesus for you died for other things but not anger. May God give you grace today to surrender that anger to the Lord and allow the Lord to take over. I want us to stand and just take a moment to reflect on our individual lives. The cross has power to heal you. He was crushed for your iniquities. And by those stripes, you can be healed. I want you to give your life to the Lord and say, Lord, I just want to surrender this to you. I am tired of carrying this sickness in my body. I have been bleeding for years. I smell it. I smell that. I smell it. Just, just surrender to the Lord. Lord. I mean, give your life to the Lord holy today and say, God, I smell that pain in my heart. I smell that anger. I smell that immorality. I am failing to get rid of it. I smell that lust it is in me. I can't get rid of it. I drink when I pass by a bar. I cannot resist getting a bottle of beer. Just surrender that to the Lord. Surrender it to the Lord. You are this angry person. Surrender that to the Lord. When you get at home, you want to crush everybody. In the office, you are threat to everybody. Just surrender that to the Lord. Surrender that to the Lord. It is possible that you've held your parents in your heart. And I want to pray this evening, friends, you've held your parents in your heart and it's a long time. And you are saying, I'm so angry with my father. I'm so angry with my mother. I will never forgive them. And some of you, they have even died, but you are angry with the grave. Whenever you see the grave of your father or your mother, you are so angry with them that you cannot hold it anymore. I want you to surrender that to the Lord. 
Allow the Lord to touch your life. Allow the Lord to bring healing. Allow the Lord to bring healing and secure your destiny. You might be here, but your destiny is completely corrupted. I want you to believe that today the Lord can help you to secure your destiny. Maybe you are in this family and there is no progress in this family and you have held on to yourself and you are saying I will also never progress because we do not progress in this family. Surrender that to the Lord. Allow the Lord to take it over. Allow the Lord to take it over. And if today you are saying, God, it is enough. I can no longer, I can never continue to keep this can in my heart. I want to give it to the Lord. Just lift your hand where you are. You are saying, I want to surrender it to the Lord. Just lift your hand where you are. Lift your hand, lift your hand. You are saying there is something I need to give away to the Lord today. You have carried it, you feel it. You have carried it, you feel it, and you want to give it away to the Lord. By his stripes we are healed, we are cleansed, we are sanctified. Friends, just take a step and move forward. Just take a step and move forward. Just move forward. You are thinking, I know it is enough. Just take a step. Just move forward and we pray together. You know, the Lord wants to heal you and heal you eternally. The Lord does not heal partially. He heals you eternally. You want to surrender that particular issue to the Lord. You're saying, God, it is enough. It is enough. What can wash away my sin? It's nothing but the blood of Jesus. Just offer yourself to the Lord. Surrender yourself to the Lord. You are in that category. There is something that has held you captive for a long time. You cannot deal with it. Just surrender to the Lord. Surrender to the Lord. If you are there, do not fear to come to the front. This is declaration. You are saying, God, enough is enough. I'm not going to walk like this. I have troubled myself. I feel it within my heart. I can no longer carry it. I can't contain it. I want to give it to the Lord. Surrender, surrender to the Lord. Give it away to the Lord. Don't hold it anymore. The Lord wants to heal you. The Lord wants to save you. The Lord wants you to give up every other issue that is troubling you. You've been walking in that sin for many years and sin has crippled you. Everyone is looking at you and they don't understand you. But today you are saying, God, enough is enough. I can no longer walk in this sin. The blood of Jesus is here to wash you. The blood of Jesus is here to heal you. The blood of Jesus is here to cleanse you. Friends, take time. Think about something that is crippling your life. Think about it. Something that has make you, made you to be so stunted in life. You can't move on. Even when it means praying, you can't pray. If it means repenting, you can't repent. If it means reading the Bible, you can't read the Bible. You are just crippled somewhere. I want you to surrender to the Lord today. Surrender to the Lord today. Give your life away to the Lord and say, Jesus, I want you to take over my life. Just say this prayer after me. Lord Jesus, I thank you for my life. I thank you because you've been gracious to me. You've been so loving to me. But today I realize there is something I have kept in my heart. I surrender it to you. Just mention it and say, Lord, I surrender it to you. Just surrender. Just so, Lord, I surrender it to you. I don't want to hold it again. I give it away to you. 
And today I believe in my heart. And I confess with my lips <clears throat> that I'm saved. Thank you, Lord, for saving me. Thank you, Lord, for making me to renew my faith. I give my life to you. Forgive me for holding on to something. Today I release myself. I want to be a new creation. I want to declare that the past is gone. The new has come. Thank you, Lord. I want to begin a new journey. I want to grow in you. I want to be strengthened in you. Thank you, Jesus, for today. That you have chosen to heal me. And I declare that I am healed. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Our Father and our God, we want to say thank you to you for these, your children that are kneeling here before you. Lord, you know each one of them by name. They have come because there is a burden on their hearts, so God, and they want to be delivered. Some of them have already acknowledged you as Lord and Savior, but there is something troubling them. Lord, I bring them at your feet this evening, God. I surrender them to you. I dedicate them to you. Lord, I pray that they will fight, that the weapons we fight with are not weapons of flesh and blood. Lord, I pray that you give them the spiritual weapons of God to fight against the flesh and the devil and to render themselves powerless that you can give them the power to fight. Father, I thank you. Lord, I honor you. Lord, I give you praise. We surrender to you. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord.